0: On the Cooley region, cooks on WIZM, and just as we turn the microphone on, people can start smelling the food. Puck, you are absolutely welcome to make noise. I am not saying, oh, geez, now they're making noise. Okay. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) you can still make noise because I know your stomach will be making noise in a minute once you start eating some of the uh, delicious. Well, what did you think, Tony? Zach was going to come in and bring broccoli? Probably, probably not. I made that. uh, I made that. I'm sausage you for didn't. you this morning. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so how the heck are you, Tony? Hey, I'm
2: doing pretty good. It's good to be back. Yeah, finally no kidding. In face to face,
0: you look the same.
2: I, I do, just as good looking as ever. Absolutely, you got a face for
0: radio, which is why <laughs> we're here. We got that radio thing. And How's a voice biz for print? Come back, because clearly you're the only one who can smell it, Buck. So, so help yourself. You and me, we're gonna eat it all. <laughs> be a problem for me but how's biz
2: hey business is good um speedy mason is rocking and rolling we're uh we're expanding throughout the united states we've got canada all locked up so um it's been it's been fantastic obviously with the covid and everything that kind of slowed things down a little bit but the construction industry on the commercial and residential side are still doing well so
0: well and that i suppose that's uh has to do at least in part with staycation yes can't go there so i might as
2: well spend the money at home Exactly, and a lot of people are, you know, the do-it-yourself projects out there, and a lot of people want to do thin brick and stone, and our product works fantastic. Is that about. a
0: do-it-yourself, thin brick and oh, stone, absolutely. is
2: do-it-yourself? Absolutely, yeah. We've come up with some really cool programs with Wausau oh. Supply and some of our other vendors, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a great do-it-yourself type application. So if, you, if you're interested in doing an accent wall or even some stone with uh, brick or thin brick and stone, check out speedymason.com. We've got a lot of videos, and you can always check out... Our Speedy Mason YouTube page
0: and is that all indoor application? Does no, Speedy Mason and Stone? Do they? Can you put it
2: outside? Yeah, we've we've done some huge projects. Uh, we did an Aloft Hotel, which is a Marriott brand, in uh, Westchester, Ohio, which was about eight thousand square feet of stone Whoa. and about twenty thousand square feet of thin bricks. So, That's cool. yeah, you can do huge projects, and obviously, like I said, the do-it-yourself stuff is really happening because people are stuck at home and they're like, "Hey, what am I going to do with that wall?" Hey, let's put some brick
0: on it. Let's, All right, right let's, on. Let's try. You know, that brick would make it look a lot prettier than pallets. Indeed. Well, so let's try that. Well, I'm glad. Have you been, been able to spend – well, of course you have. Time in the kitchen? Spent I, a lot of time in the kitchen lately, yes. I asked this morning, uh, uh, generically, I wonder what Tony will bring because I, I, I've never seen you on this program Without your family cookbook, yes,
2: I which always has bring that with thousands
0: me. of recipes that go back to great grandma, yes, at least way back.
2: Yep, and uh, it gets thicker and thicker by the by the weekend. Every I notice there's I...
0: pages sticking out of it now, <laughs> so you haven't. Uh, yeah, every haven't weekend I try and them. do something. Yeah. Well, and how often do you, I know you refer to that cookbook all the time? How often do you try something brand spanking, never done this before? Recipes. You know, probably once a
2: month, I try something new. Just, yeah. uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I did some uh, beef stroganoff uh, from scratch, and it turned out amazing. And you know what I like to do, and you know I'm a cook. I'm not, I'm not a chef uh, per se, right? So, um, what I like to do is I'll just go online and and find recipes that that might be fun or or would, you know my palate, you know, sure. Something that
0: grabs your tongue and says you should eat me. Yes. Yes.
2: And I I look through that and and I'll look through the recipe and say, Oh, you know, that, that looks pretty good. But obviously I, I like to modify and, and do things like that. You know, I did some stew a few weeks ago and found a great stew recipe that my, my wife had printed off, but I'm like, I'm not really cool with how this starts out. So I'm going to change up the way that I do, you know, I'll, I'll take ideas that I've used from other recipes, and that I'm going to end up doing that with that specific recipe. So, you know, for example, stew, you, you, know, you, can, you can put a bunch of stuff in a crock pot and let it go, but for a really good stew, I like to start off with a little bit of lard and then fry that meat up you know, you know, brown right. sear, that Yeah. 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 Sear, sear that, you know, meat, sear really that well. meat, take the meat out and then start adding my components back into that stock pot. So I do a lot with cast iron. Cast iron is, is my baby is now. your friend. I mean, that yep. is, that is all I pretty much cook on now is cast iron. So I've got a big cast iron pot and then that's what I'll sear my meat in. And then obviously that's where your base flavors are going to come from. So you sear up that meat, season it up, take it out, put everything back in then dump yeah. it in the crock pot and then or or actually keep it in that cast iron pot put the lid on it throw it in the oven so you uh, throw, throw that whole i don't have thing. a cast
0: iron pot i have four or five cast iron fry pans yeah but the i'll tell not you a cast iron that cast iron pot well that's is, not true one of these but it's pretty you know it's not it's not my ugly camping cast iron fry pan that's black and looks really well
2: old. yeah that's the one it's, i've got so it's, yeah it's yeah. it's it's not the prettiest thing yeah. but throw that right in the oven and then that's going to go at two 200 or 250 for six hours Until right tomorrow, sure. right. so or overnight or however and then obviously your meat's gonna basically fall apart and it's it's phenomenal so. i
0: ran into a a friend who with uh with a couple of uh roasts said my dad really likes my uh my beef recipe my uh it's not pulled pork it's a uh, just barbecue beef. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to make it for him in the crock pot. And, you, and so you're going to like it. But don't, I. this is my recipe, so don't mess with it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, 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 no. But I noticed that she dumps it all in the crock pot then come back tomorrow. And it was delicious. Oh, yeah. Absolutely delicious. And I, you know, what I should have done was save a little to the side. And then the next time around, let me make. The beef, because the minute I suggested, why don't we take these roasts and sear them all the way around, both sides, on the edges, all mm-hmm. of that, then break it up and dump it in the crock pot. No. <laughs> why? Because my dad likes it this way. Has your dad have ever had it any other way? No, of course no. not. No, no. Okay. Well, okay. Next and it was delicious, and it all disappeared, and everybody wanted more. And I just thought, I wonder if they'll want more. My mouth is watering just thinking <laughs> about it. You know, if we sear that up a little bit and then put some vegetables in there and sear all of that and mix all those vegetables under some heat and then put them in the crock pot and let them meld for uh, for a number of hours, six or eight hours. Well, what do you We're think, Pop, about that? Good stuff? That one, Pop, uh, sure, I can. So I don't have to yell? No, no. Yeah, yeah. here I can do uh,
1: there, there. All right. Yep. We got, all right. Well, i got to ask a couple things. I mean, first off, you said I could be loud and, you know. Well, now you can talk. And, now you can yeah, have so regular I, voice. Okay, cool. <laughs> i got to ask simply because at first um, I looked at it and I was like, oh, that looks like turkey bacon. Ah, he wouldn't have brought in turkey no, bacon. No, no, he I'm wouldn't. I'm going to try some.
2: Venison? Venison bacon. Venison, yeah, it's bacon.
1: fantastic. It's, it's
2: amazing. Because, really I mean, amazing. I first
1: looked at it, and it does. It looks like turkey bacon. And I'm like, I'm not going to want that. No, you It's you're like not. nobody wants turkey bacon. No. Because it it doesn't smell good, it doesn't taste good, <laughs> right. the consistency is always weird, but I figured benefit of the doubt. Uh, if Tony brought it in, it's going to be good, so I tried it, and it is. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, and this is uh, this is venison bacon that I got from my brother-in-law, Mark, and uh, he, you know, they obviously put pork in there and and stuff like that to give you the get you the fatty part because Mm -hmm. obviously you know venison is very lean right so you mix that up right with the right seasonings and this bacon fries up fantastic yeah
1: it does it's really you know and that's the thing it's like usually with you know the turkey bacon it's crumbly and fall apart and it just doesn't taste good at all or nothing like bacon exactly it just tastes like salt that is really really
2: well, I will let him know. He's going to he's gonna come by this weekend for some ice fishing, so I'll let him know.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much. No,
0: I appreciate
2: you stopping in, brother. Thank
0: you so much. Puck, help yourself. When your plate There's is empty, more, put dude. some more on that plenty plate. More. Take it out of here, because so far it's been you and me. <laughs> and Tony and I can eat all of that food, but we'll be, guil- we'll be feeling guilty about it well, later on. maybe you, but. Well, a little bit guilty. I- not guilty here i have to just go home and take a nap instead of <laughs> yeah, having the rest of my to go back to work rest so. of my day i love venison bacon i did notice by accident the very first time i cooked it because i don't make my own i got some of mine from my friend lee he said here's some venison bacon try this uh but he said remember it cooks really fast yes it does so it cooks in about 40 seconds yeah it doesn't take long whoa and I did not know want, that. and you, you know when I when I cooked this
2: up this morning i I used a griddle and uh, you know I, I I usually cook it around 300 or 350 my bacon but I, I took this down to 300 just because it does cook up very fast and you want to crisp it up obviously so you know just take your time and, and watch you it you
0: cook this bacon in a cast iron pan on the on the stove or in the you oven no it was in a
2: griddle it, it was on, oh, on a griddle. On, Sorry, on a I heard you say K that. On griddle. So, yeah, that, you know, depending on how much bacon I'm cooking at a time, depending on what I'm going to
0: do. you do. ever cook bacon in a fry pan anymore? Um, Yeah, I do. I do. like. Because you want the grease left over for something else you're going to yep, cook? Yep, yep. Sorry, I'm slobbering because that, that it tastes so delicious. <laughs> I'm starting to drool. Yeah, if
2: I'm only going to do three or four pieces, I'm just going to throw it on the cast iron. And okay. I, you know, we'll do three or four pieces, you know, uh, frying up bacon for our Bloody Marys. And, you know, you got to have bacon in a Bloody Mary.
0: Right. Uh, that's the only way to do it. Three us. or four, huh? So yeah. you're just, then that's super is nobody else is having, I was yeah, just going to say, meat. no one right. else is having right. Bloody Berries? You know, Michelle wants a I always, butter. you know, She's it's weird. It's not weird. It, it, I find myself in the category all the time because for breakfast, you know, on a Sunday breakfast, I need three or four pieces of bacon for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And that's really good, but I probably should get six pieces, three or four for breakfast. And two pieces for the cook who's going to be starving before breakfast. Right. Somebody else is going to smell it, and they're going to want some. And there's nothing wrong Pretty with Pretty soon uh, I'm cooking a pound of bacon, and I only needed three or four pieces.
2: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong if you have leftover bacon. If that got a little happens. leftover? If that ever happens to have leftover bacon, just throw it in a Ziploc bag, throw it in the fridge, boom. Yeah. You, you've got it
0: there. Bloodies for tomorrow. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I general, and that's why I asked about fry pan or not, because like you, I— I used to, and I still do. If it's if I'm looking for the grease more than I'm looking for the bacon, cook it in a fry pan on the stove. But as often as not, uh, on a cookie sheet or a jelly roll pan, I'll just cook the whole pound right. and uh, and have some leftovers. Cause wow, is that an easy easier way? Cause I you know a long time ago, my uh, son Andrew said, you know, Dad, this is pretty simple. It's perfect every time put the, you know, lay them out, 12 minutes, take them out, they're done, 400 degrees, they're done, they're perfect every single time. Yeah, yeah, okay, thanks. But they're just going to cook in their own grease. That's going to be horrible. They're going to be greasy. He did it for me one day and said, how'd you like that bacon? Oh, okay. You wouldn't have (laughs) asked if you hadn't cooked them that way. And he did, and they were delicious. And you got to set them on paper towel just like everything else. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you have resisted Cooking bacon in a jelly roll pan in the oven because because for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, stop that. Just cut that right out. Yep. yep aluminum good. foil in the jelly roll pan for no other reason than it's really hard for bacon to stick to aluminum foil. It's really easy for bacon to stick to your jelly roll pan, uh, and it cleans up easier. Might Do the easier. whole pound. Do it. 400 degrees, 11 or 12 minutes, a little longer than that if you're cooking uh, thick-cut bacon. But uh, 14 minutes and you got a pound of bacon that's perfect. Yeah, I brought
2: some uh, Craig's meat, uh, real thick cut bacon here. It's a maple flavor. Um, I b- brought some Nolacek's uh, uh, smoked polo sausage, which is one of my favorites of all time. And then mm-hmm. I brought that ven- venison bacon. And then I brought some uh, uh, the, some Nolacek's summer sausage, mm. uh, so garlic and the cheese. The cheddar, is that what it is? Yeah, garlic and cheese, summer garlic sausage. And cheddar, that yeah. is by far, one of the best summer sausage you'll ever have. Phenomenal. It's
0: delicious, no doubt about it. And if you want some, come on over, but you better do it quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's just go fast. Tony Zack, my guest in the kitchen. Normally, you'd see him working with brick or in the kitchen. And if you're lucky enough to be that close, then good for you. A little business, we'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooking on Wisdom.
1: <laughs> uh, we're Cooley
0: Region Cooking, although, interestingly, we uh, talked about bricks during the break, not food. <laughs> Oh, uh, thanks. I, I may, uh, I may have to give you a call to do some. But I'm going to try two more things. I'm going to try power washing. Somebody painted this house where I live. Uh, a blind person. Oh yeah, yeah. And there is paint everywhere. I can't even find the blue things. That uh, that why there's blue paint splotches all over the place. There's no blue bricks, no blue wall, but there's blue paint on the steps. Well, one of, the, one of the big
2: things trending throughout the United States is uh, painted brick. A lot, of, ah. uh, a lot of people are putting brick up, and they're actually painting it after it's on. So it wouldn't be a bad idea to good, do a good power wash and new, uh, new paint right over the top of that stuff.
0: Well, but then I don't get to call you. and Well, you that's know, true. I don't get to harass you while you're working at my house. <laughs> that's a... So anyway, we're Cooley Region Cooking. What do you want to cook? You brought food to eat. Indeed. What do you want to cook? I see you opened up the book, so well, we're yeah, about let, to share some family classics.
2: You know, I've actually got this new beef stroganoff. Um, oh yeah, that that I did last week, and and I actually used. Uh, you can use you can use all sorts of different types of meat. Obviously, a lot of people would use like a burger, or hamburger, or something like that. I actually used flank steak, and uh, I I it really turned out great. Really? Yeah, it really turned out great. So I'll take you know a pound and a half of flank steak, cut it up, you know. Cut it up into into slices and whatnot, and then season it with some salt and pepper, and you know if you like lorries or garlic salt or you know garlic powder, whatever you can season that however you want. And then I'll take a small onion and a few cloves of garlic, maybe four cloves of garlic. I love garlic, and a pound of mushrooms, and a cup and a half of uh, heavy whipping cream, and a cup and a half of beef broth, and a quarter cup of uh, butter divided up, a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, two tablespoons of uh, cornstarch, half cup of Greek yogurt or sour cream, and a half cup of white wine. So you're going to you're gonna take all those ingredients. You got the. Uh, you're gonna melt the two tablespoons of butter, and you're gonna saute the meat. Um, Are
0: you in a hurry? By the way, you're ripping through this so fast, I can barely pay attention. Well, I I'm figured that we're gonna.
2: We're, we're probably just going to uh, make a copy of this, put it up online, or.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: that's fine. All right. Okay. right. I'm Just curious. So anyway, I'll I'll kind of go through those ingredients as we go through the method, but. All right. Melt down those two tablespoons of butter, and then you're going to saute your meat. So, obviously, you're going to season that meat up. Always make sure that you're seasoning as you go through the process because you're going to layer that seasoning in, you know, be it salt and pepper. Always make sure that you're seasoning your stuff. The the meat, and and if you're doing seafood or if you're doing poultry, remember that when you get that meat, it's not seasoned. Right. So, make sure you're seasoning that before you start going. So, I'm going to saute that meat, and then I'm going to remove that meat after cooking about three minutes per side. Side. And I do this a lot when I'm making soups and stews and things like that. I'm going to I'm going to fry up that meat and then I'm going to remove that and set it aside. If I'm making shrimp fettuccine alfredo, same thing. I'm going to I'm going to make I'm going to do the shrimp first and the in the butter and the and the white wine and stuff like sure. that. Then I'm going to remove that because you don't wanna you don't wanna overcook those those products and remember they're always going to finish off as you complete the cooking later sure.
0: put so, them back into a hot pot with other ingredients they'll finish cooking
2: exactly exactly so I'm going to remove that meat and then I'm going to add the two uh, the other two tablespoons of butter and then I'm going to add my onions and then I'm going to I'm going to get those so they're so they're soft and and ready to go and then I'm going to throw my mushrooms in so I'm going to cut my mushrooms up you know thin slices thick slices, whatever however you want to cut that mushroom up sure and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get those uh, mushrooms going, and they're gonna release all their moisture, and then obviously they're gonna suck all that juice up after after that initial release. And then I'm gonna add the garlic, and I'm only gonna I'm gonna only cook that garlic for a little while. You don't want to burn your garlic ever because garlic is going to give you a very bitter taste. So it goes from nutty to
0: horrible. Yes. In- 30 seconds. Very less.
2: quick, very quick. Yeah. So I always, always add that garlic kind of on the back end. You always want to make sure you cook it enough, but don't ever burn it. That's that's something that I had to learn the hard way.
0: Well, and that, it's interesting because as often as not, I see a recipe that says add the garlic, stir uh, for 30 seconds or until it's aromatic. It, uh, I don't ever wait till it's aromatic because that's generally right before it's burned. Exactly. So, you know, I'm adding that, that uh, garlic, stirring it around a little bit, then I go to get whatever's next. By the time whatever's next is ready to go in, I've cooked the garlic enough.
2: Absolutely. So the base flavors that you're going to find in stews and, and, and a lot of these recipes, uh, specifically this beef stroganoff, um, when you when you fry up that meat, remember there's going to be little jars and, and pieces on the bottom of your pan. Yeah, uh, I'm, 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 The I'm crispy using, bits. Yeah, those crispy bits. That's what's going to be that flavor flavor base and i usually use well i always use the cast iron so that cast iron is going to heat up very consistently but you're going to get those those little chars so when you add the wine into this then you're going to make sure you scrape all that stuff off the bottom now you don't want to necessarily burn the meat right you just want to heat that up so it's so it's darkened right so right well and if if there's
0: fat in the meat it's gonna won't burn but it's gonna get charred yes because fat chars more quickly than Than the meat itself. So anytime anybody says, oh, man, I got a bunch of crispy bits in the bun," a bunch of burned parts. No, no, no. That's exactly what you want. Yep. Don't scrape those out and throw them away. Scrape them up and put them in the meal.
2: That's right. So after I reduce or after I add the wine, I'm going to reduce that for about three minutes plus. I usually reduce extra time because obviously the more reduction, the more the more steam that comes out of there, obviously the thicker it's sure. going to be and the more... Uh, the more flavor you're going to pick up. So, so then I'm going to um, mix in. I'm going to mix the beef broth with the uh, with the Worcestershire sauce and then the cornstarch in a separate bowl. And once that's all mixed up, I'm going to pour that into the saucepan with all the other ingredients. And I'm going to simmer that for about five minutes. So after that's done, then I'm just simply going to stir in the the, the Greek yogurt and Greek yogurt, sour cream, whatever you want to do.
0: Right. You mentioned either or. Do you have yep. a preference?
2: Um, you know, I really like the Greek yogurt. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have quite as much of the the full flavor that sour cream would have. It, I mean, it's a very different flavor, I guess, uh, yeah. is what I would say. Yeah. Make sure that you're not getting a flavored Greek yogurt um, <laughs> because, you know, there's ah, you're so many yogurts. tastes up. like blueberries. But, mm, what's the deal there? weird. Strawberry? <laughs> oh, yeah. Delicious. Uh, not, not really. Not so really. just make sure you're getting the right type of Greek yogurt. But again, if you have sour cream, you can do that. And then you're going to uh, adjust the flavor and and uh, you're going to put that uh, heavy whipping cream in to the consistency that you want. So, and again, you can reduce this a little bit more, but, you know, that's going to be totally up to your preference. Right. And then I, I'll get a bag of egg noodles, which, you know, egg noodles are always very, very sure good you know they're very good sure, sure and they're super cheap i mean you can buy a, a whole bag of
1: yeah, egg noodles for 99 like a, cents Yeah, ninety
2: nine cents, and then obviously you're going to pour this stuff over those egg noodles and and giddy up you're ready to go
0: you cook the egg noodles in with the the stew stuff or do you i cook do not
2: i do not i do it separate and i do that separate because uh, my wife has a gluten allergy so she has wow. to make her own noodles and usually any, any kind of dish that I will do, if I'm not using a gluten-free noodle, I will always cook the noodles separate because she's got specific noodles that would obviously not have. Yep, exactly.
0: I feel bad for gluten, people that have uh, gluten allergies. I have a friend who has a, not an allergy, but she is potato sensitive.
2: Ooh, that wouldn't work for me.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, and we have discovered that the only thing that really, really bothers her body is actual potato, like eat a French fry. Wow. But learning about all of this, do you know how many foods have essence of anything that is enriched flour? Enriched flour, potato. Mm -hmm. Uh, Riboflavin, niacin, all kinds of vitamins and stuff, Uh, flour. I mean, potato. There is a ton of essence of potato in a ton of different foods, including noodles. And you're- Hard, I have been really hard-pressed finding a noodle that isn't a wheat noodle, which I'm not a big fan of, especially wheat spaghetti noodles. They, they're hard and anyway, they don't taste good. Uh, I've been I have a hard time finding noodles that are not uh, enriched noodles that aren't egg noodles. But if you're a potato-sensitive person, I am so sorry for
2: you. Yeah, no gnocchi for you.
0: Ooh, none, none whatsoever. Uh, well, and you know breads and so forth. Luckily, Great Harvest makes a ton of bread that they don't use enriched flour. Mm-hmm. Even even like sea salt. Iod, you have to use, I, because iodized salt has potato essence. Right, right. It. But you have to use iodized salt if you're making bread, because sea salt won't allow the bread to rise. Yep. I didn't know that until I tried to make <laughs> bread, and it turned out to be a really thick pancake that I huh? threw away. Even the birds didn't want it. That was, that was really gross. We're Cooley Region cooking with Tony Zach. We're in the kitchen with a little business to take care of. We're gonna eat some sausage and some bacon. If you want some, come by. Otherwise, I'll eat yours. And thank you very much. We'll be right back.
1: Cooley
2: Region
0: cooks. Every Thursday we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. And as Tony has pointed out, not a chef, not a card carrying, went to school and graduated, just a guy who likes to play in the kitchen. Do you remember the first time that you were in the kitchen and did something and nobody died and you thought, you know, this was kind of fun. I got to try and I'm going to do this again someday. You know, that's, uh, it's funny that you
2: say that because there, there was a specific time when I, when I really wanted to start making my own food, right? I love food. I've always been a huge food fanatic. And, uh, you know, my, I, I grew up uh, around my, great, uh, my grandma, and uh, she was a phenomenal cook. And my mom was a phenomenal cook, still is a phenomenal cook. And I remember when I moved, uh, I moved out of state uh, when I was about 19 years old. And I'm like, you know, I really want to make stuffed mushrooms, I because I loved stuffed mushrooms, right? And I love seafood, so I ended up kind of developing a a a recipe for seafood stuffed mushrooms, and that was one of the first things that I that I did, you know. But back when you were 19,
0: you didn't have computer to jump on and double check the internet uh, recipe for. Right. mushrooms where did you just make it up right off the top of your head you know um can you remember
2: i, I think that maybe i had some sort of cookbook with uh you know i, I went out and found a, a a cookbook that that was specifically about seafood, and one of those things was uh, the seafood stuffed mushrooms. Ah. And then uh, after after quite a few years, you know, the internet started coming out and all that stuff. I was able to tweak that recipe and added some different seasonings and things like that. And and then you know you've got the seafood stuffed mushrooms from you know specific restaurants, and you can find the find their recipes and and basically build these recipes you know based on you know other recipes that you've you've gone to a place and you said wow they really had they had phenomenal chicken wings you know how can I make better how chicken can you wings do that? right yeah. so uh that's that's what I've done but really uh just growing up um as a kid and being around the uh, you know my my mom and grandma in the kitchen and and stuff like that it's just been it's just been a passion for me because I I love good food and you know when when I, I could never be on one of these uh shows where you've got to have everything done in 30 minutes or oh, something yeah, like no, that that's some not competition no, no no I couldn't do that either. it's not it's not going to work because when I cook and and when I when I, when I do my soups and things like that, it, we're, we're talking hours worth of work. Now, um, if I'm going to do uh, like shrimp fettuccine alfredo or if I'm going to do the stroganoff and stuff like that, you know, I can whip those together in, you know, an hour, you know, with prep, you know, sure. not a big deal. But a lot of the savory foods that you're going to have are going to be uh, in a crock pot for a while or they're going to be in the oven for some time. Uh, so it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun. And, and you know, I, I take the time out on a weekend. I might be doing a project around the house and I can get some stuff. Stuff in the oven, and you know, three four hours later, boom, you're ready to go.
0: When your kids were younger and they didn't care, did you ever hear from them, Dad? It always takes you so long. Could you do it faster?
2: Well, you know, um, they're always snacking on something, so I'd just be like, you know, eat another snack. You're, you're going to find you're going to be fine. You're not going to melt away. So, uh, not not too much of that. But I usually start I usually start early enough in the day so we can have dinner at six o'clock. So. At good least on, on the weekends anyway. Ah. Uh, Michelle does most of the stuff during the week. Um, or or we, or we do something on Sunday that we can, you know, do the leftovers and stuff like that. So, you many. know, we're like, we're like any other regular family out there. You know, you get your stuff done when you can. And we're all limited on time. So, you know, the quick and easy stuff is <clears> always I co-opted
0: good. I co a phrase from my dad who I heard say this, and I've said it again myself a few times. You guys, you want it quick? Or do you want it delicious? Because I can hurry up. I can finish this in the microwave for you if you want. (laughs) It'll be hot and it'll be all melted and it'll look just like, you know, but uh, in the microwave and it'll be ready for you in 55 seconds. Or I can do it my way and it'll be ready in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Right. Delicious or fast? Mm Because it's hard to do both. Yep. 30 minute yeah. meals i have a hard time doing 30 minute meals in 30 minutes
2: it is tough it, it is, is tough what do you
0: want to do next
2: well i'll tell you what um, we had mentioned a little bit about the uh, gluten uh, the gluten allergies and a lot of people mm. have gluten allergies and they can be very severe uh, or they can be they can be quite mild um, my wife has had a gluten allergy for about 16 years uh, she developed wow. that after getting pregnant actually then really it's it's really crazy stuff but 16 years ago, to try and find something gluten-free was almost impossible. I mean, they just kind of started coming out. And uh, I will tell you, 16 years later, the amount of things that you can find gluten-free are are really astronomical. I mean, there are huge sections now. You go through Festival Foods and you're going to find, you know, just about anything that you can think of, all the way from pie crusts to noodles uh, to bread and, and, and things like that. So... All the recipes that I have in this cookbook at one point in time called for flour. Flour is obviously one of your best thickeners that you can have out there, and it it was a staple for forever. Um, However, when I started to change my recipes, I substituted flour for cornstarch and cornstarch, what i found is cornstarch is a lot easier to work with, um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't give off, obviously, any flavor or anything like that, so cornstarch is actually substituted throughout all of my recipes, and it, obviously, there's a different uh, conversion for cornstarch versus flour. Flour, you can use, you know, say, two cups of flour would equal about a quarter cup of of cornstarch. Don't quote me on that, but on, when you get a when you get a container of cornstarch, it will tell you what that uh, what that um, matrix is it's for. Been, yeah, or, yeah. You yeah. Know, uh, w- one to one. Yep, one to one or whatever that is. So, so yeah. if you uh, if you have a gluten allergy and you have those recipes out there, most of those recipes are going to call for flour.
0: Do Just- All flours have gluten in them. I you know I stand in front of the uh, in front of the flour, especially in the uh, the natural or the organic section, uh, looking for not enriched flour. Over here in the regular flour department, there's one kind of not enriched flour. But yep. in the organic, there's a million kinds of different kind of, you know, this this, wheat, this, this nut flour, there's dinosaur belly button flour, and there's red <laughs> nut flour and almond flour and, almond flour almond flour and all, yeah, all kinds of. Do they all have gluten in them? No, there are gluten-free flours that
2: you can use specifically for baking. Obviously, those those flours are obviously gluten-free. They don't have the wheat in them or the or the grain in them that that would make it a, a gluten-type product. Um, but obviously, when you're baking, you can't just usually you can't just substitute a, uh, a gluten-free flour for a regular flour, sure, right? Sure, sure. So there's a lot of different recipes. My mom actually does a lot of stuff uh, in the kitchen to to kind of try different recipes, like a, uh, a gluten-free egg bake or, you know, because an egg bake is going to have so much bread in it right so sure. you know trying to figure out those things she's a she's amazing at coming up with these different recipes uh shout out to mom um but you know when michelle and i and the kids come up up north and and we visit she's always trying to make a gluten-free thing of egg bake or a gluten-free sure.
0: cake or a because i love you too honey
2: <laughs> yes yes uh gluten-free some sort of rolls and and desserts and things like that so yeah. it is possible and and now and and now you can find those things to, to substitute those out so you have
0: to find you have to develop a taste for gluten-free food too don't you um i
2: you, I mean, you did, probably
0: do you know i I'm they, not a, side by side they taste different
2: of course of course yeah. you know when when we do fettuccine alfredo michelle will make her noodles her her gluten-free noodles that look like fettuccine noodles and i'll i'll tell you that there there is a taste difference mm-hmm. but is is one better than the other? I mean... They're just different. Yeah, they're just different. They're just different. It's, it's a different right. taste. Uh, my daughter would rather eat Michelle's gluten-free bread, uh, really? baguettes. She gets baguettes like you would French bread, right? Sure, sure. And I'll make that in the oven. And then Alexa's like, well, I want to have some of the gluten-free bread. And we're like, well, how about this bread? This is regular bread, and it doesn't cost $7 uh, for a couple of baguettes yeah. as opposed to $1.39. Because you're going to down it. the entire all right. uh,
0: baguette all by yourself.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Yeah,
0: well, I appreciate it. And, and I don't have any gluten issues or know anybody besides your wife, who I don't know really well, uh, who has gluten issues. I only ever remember a meme that I saw on Facebook many years ago about uh, that uh, th- this guy posted in the, one of the food blogs. Yeah, my, my wife and I went with some friends to a new pizza joint because apparently they make a lot of gluten-free pizza. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Apparently, gluten is what makes pizza taste delicious. We probably won't be going back. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. We, uh, we we go out,
2: and like when we go to the pizza places, uh, one of the best, uh, one of the best places around here for a gluten-free pizza is actually Red Pines. Um, really? Uh, they they have a phenomenal gluten-free crust and Michelle always asks them to cook that crust a little longer to, to crisp it up. Sure, sure. And, and it, I'll tell you what, um, I'll, sometimes stuff. I will order a gluten-free pizza and, and I, I have... And I eat, actually, it? eat I, some too? I like it. Yes, it's good stuff.
0: <laughs> Do you eat it because you have to? Because you're sitting next to your wife who is it's going to make you walk Well, because home, I, I order
2: know? my own pizza and eat that and then she has a couple of pieces left over so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll try this out, that. and then okay. and actually, there's there's usually a lot more sugars in uh, a lot of the gluten free stuff. Sure, sure. So there's more sugar, so it actually has a little bit sweeter taste. So it's uh, just a, a palate preference, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm just getting used to it. All yeah, right, makes makes sense. That's fair. About uh, 13 minutes before 11 o'clock, Cooley Region cooks on WIZM. Tony Zach is our guest in the kitchen, who you might normally see. Well, you wouldn't see him in the kitchen.
2: You probably see, see me throwing up some thin brick, but I was stone, just going to say stuff see like you that. on
0: uh, on somebody's. But you don't, you don't, you're not coming to my house to do a project at my house. Uh, no, you're you're going to hook me up with somebody else. Yes, yes. So I would see you supervising that group of guys on that wall
2: you'll actually see you you won't see me at all i'll be in my office oh. selling the product to uh-huh. say to our local local distributor you don't
0: go over and make sure they're doing your nope. project correctly
2: no nope. that, you know, that's that's on them is yeah. it okay, so just... i'm the guy writing the installation guide so they know how to do it
0: right? uh-huh <laughs> so you've you've but you've uh huh so you have you have but you have you have laid enough of your own thin brick to be indeed your own personal expert
2: indeed that's good yeah
0: appreciate that all right what do you want to do next what's next in your stack of
2: well, um, I, I've just got I've, – I've got so much stuff here. I one, know. Uh, That's
0: I, why I didn't want to steer you in a direction because when you're choosing from 10,000 family recipes, who am I to say pick one?
2: You know, uh, I, I, I did just make some uh, seafood stuffed mushrooms um, and just, I actually have some left over in the refrigerator that I will be eating this evening. Um, but this is this is one of my favorite recipes of all time. I love mushrooms. I love seafood. And when you can take seafood and mushrooms, two things that you really love, and add some cheese and some goodness to it. Here. Oh baby! It, yeah, it's good. So you want to run through that really quick? Uh huh. Okay, so we got uh, seafood stuffed mushrooms, and I and I use actual real crab and, and shrimp. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the crab in the can, right. so I'll go to the deli and I'll get a, a leg or two of crab. Now this isn't the cheapest appetizer you're going to have, right, but
0: you can also buy real crab. It's in, not in a in the shell,
2: right? Right. You, you still do don't
0: that. like that? Uh, no, I I would rather
2: I'd rather, rather have get a shell. A okay. crab leg, okay. and Steam right. that up. So I'll take one or two large crab legs. You can also do the uh, little snow crab legs, but you're gonna. It's a lot of work. It's just <laughs> a big pain in the butt. Wow. So I'll I'll do a couple, uh, uh, maybe a a leg or two of crab, and then I'll steam that up, and then I'm going to take about ten shrimp, about two and a half cups, so ten jumbo shrimp, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to cut those up, and then I've got two large packages of mushrooms, so about 32 ounces of mushrooms, or four eight-ounce packages. So do
0: you use button mushrooms, or do you use a certain? Uh, I do. Certain
2: mushroom? I do just the the biggest mushrooms that I can find, ah, okay. because obviously I want to stuff that up. Big fat so. portobellas or something. Yep, yep, yep. You can and, and yeah, whatever talk, you so. want to do for for mushrooms, okay. but I usually just get the ones in the in the blue pack, you know, yep. just the the regular white mushrooms. Big ones. Yep, the big ones, biggest got ones it. you can find. So then I'll take I'll, I'll wipe off the mushrooms one thing that i that i'm very particular about is i don't wash my mushrooms i just wipe off all the material so what i'll do is i'll wet my hands and i'll and i'll wet a, a, a cloth i'll just by simply sure so it's damp right right and right. then i'm going to wipe those mushrooms off i don't want to soak those mushrooms up right
0: the only time i don't do that is when the mushrooms are going to be diced up and put in a pot of juice right
2: right there, if, there you go. i'm going
0: to wash them because they're going to go in soup
2: yeah, and I don't have a problem. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the stems out of the mushrooms, and then I'm going to mince up those stems, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put those in with uh, two tablespoons of minced onion, and then a teaspoon of minced garlic, and I'm gonna saute that, and I'm gonna add some salt and pepper, you know, and and that's all getting really good. And then um, in some cases, some people will add some breadcrumbs, maybe a quarter cup of breadcrumbs. I don't add the breadcrumbs because. Really? um my wife is gluten. So if you, wanted to, if you wanted to thicken that stuff up, you could actually uh, you could crush up some gluten-free crackers or something like that to substitute that. I, I don't use the breadcrumbs, but it's in my recipe. And then, so I'm gonna take the breadcrumbs and, a and, and I'm gonna beat an egg, and I'm gonna combine that together. And then once all those stems and everything are all sauteed up real nice, I'm gonna mix all that stuff together. And then I'm going to add a half teaspoon of Old Bay And then a quarter teaspoon of black pepper and salt to taste. So depending on how much flavor you want to come through, you can always add a little bit more bay or you can take that down. But Old Bay seasoning with seafood and pork and chicken is phenomenal. If you haven't used Old Bay before, you got got to get there.
0: It is good, however, to use Old Bay with either the palm of your hand or the – well, Old Bay seasoning doesn't have a top you can take off, but –
1: Oh yeah. I highly oh, recommend yeah. the, you that you don't it right just <laughs> yeah, if
0: you pour it right in, <laughs> yeah. you better be either a love old bay two, making a lot a lot of food in that pan or three ready to throw that away and start over.
2: Yeah, be careful with old bay cuz old bay is very consistent Ooh, all the way through. So it's uh you, you have to be careful with and that. And
0: it has a se- it has a flavor that you're going to love or oh, hate definitely. depending on how much you put in that food.
2: Then I'm going to add a quarter cup of shredded uh, cheddar cheese, and then I'm going to add a teaspoon of lemon juice, a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, and three-quarters cup of jack cheese, uh, Monterey jack cheese. And so that's basically going to be my base. That's my stuffing for the... um, for the mushrooms. Now, what I'm going to do is I take a, a stick or two of butter, and I'm going to melt that in a bowl. And before I stuff these mushrooms, I'm going to dunk the mushrooms in the butter and completely coat them inside and out. Ooh. And as I do that, I put the mushrooms on upside down in your 9x16 or, or whatever you're going to be cooking in. Okay. And then once that's all done, that's when I'm going to grab those mushrooms and I'm going to stuff them. So I'm going to stuff every How long are they in
0: the oven upside down?
2: They're not in the oven. Oh, oh I, you just I put melt, them, Yep, I melt the butter. Let and them I, sit. Okay, yep, so, and I okay, okay. totally encase them in butter, yep. and then I put them in a 9 by 13 and then I go to stuff them. So okay. I'm stuffing all those mushrooms, stuff them all up, and then I take Monterey Jack cheese, and I slice that into pieces that would go over the top of the mushroom to basically cap it sure, okay. with that cheese.
0: So you don't shred the cheese and add it to the stuffing, you just put it on I top? I do,
2: I do. Up top, I, I'll do that quarter cup of uh, cheddar cheese and three-quarter cup of cheese in the mixture, Right. And then, so that's... And then in, Monterey Jack on top. And then, then I'm going that's to take cheese slices. What are you, from Wisconsin or something? Oh, yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. So, so I'm going to cap those up with that Monterey Jack cheese. Okay. So then I'm going to, uh, the rest of the butter that that I have in that dish, I'm going to pour in with, in that 9 by, nine by 13. And then I'm going to add about a quarter cup of dry white wine in that. So okay. basically that those mushrooms are going to be baking in that you know, that juice yep. from the from the wine and the butter. And now butter. you can add more butter uh, if you want. I, I kind of do it by eye, uh, by sight. But I want to make sure that there's a nice, probably a quarter inch Ooh. deep of of that They're you know, swimming. That Your mushrooms are yeah, swimming they're, they're in kinda, They're kind of swimming out there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, So then I'm just going to uh, throw those in the oven for about 30 minutes at 350. And, and what I'll do is for the first 15 minutes, I'll cover those with, foil and then after for the back end of the 15 i'll take that foil off so they can kind of brown a little bit okay so depending on the size of the mushroom will depend on if you have to keep them in there a little bit longer but then you're just scooping those out and and man, down the hatch they go, and they are flavorful and they're delicious. Uh, they're not the most healthy of um, recipes, and unfortunately, most of the recipes that I have consist of butter, cream, and bacon. So those are kind of my three staples. Sure. And lard, it, and in most cases, the lard is going to be inserted in some somewhere in, some, somewhere in there. So that's
0: okay. It's an appetizer. You're not eating that's them true. all. Well, yeah. You made not two pounds of mushroom, sitting, and right. you're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was trying to defend you, Pat.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, again, I'm not guilty. Uh, right. for well, that's eight right. Eight minutes, so when you see
0: Tony later, pile on, baby, because he <laughs> just admitted it. Little business to do. Cooley Region Cooks will be right back. Five, Cooley five, Region five, Cooks, five, every five, Thursday five, from 10 to five, 11. Five, <clears> Tony Zach, my guest five, in the kitchen, because he likes to play. He, uh, five, he didn't even get a chance to meet my dad. And already had a page from his playbook. If you're not having fun in the kitchen, you're doing it wrong.
2: That's right. You're That's just, right. you're
0: doing it wrong. I know people that are afraid to do anything in the kitchen unless there's a recipe and the measuring. That's why I asked you about Old Bay because uh, I made that mistake. I don't, I don't bake very often because I'm not very good at it. But uh, other than baking where it's a science and you have to be exact, I don't. It says a tablespoon Okay, I know how much a tablespoon is in the palm of my hand. So I'm going to do, or the cap of the seasoning, whatever it happens to be. I can do it that way. I don't need a measuring spoon. Or just shake it. Salt to taste or pepper to taste. I like pepper more than I like salt. So I'm going to crack that that fresh pepper a few times
2: absolutely and and just about every single recipe that you're going to find you're always always at the very end it's going to say season to taste and that's going to be your taste you're the cook so make it the way that you want it because if nobody else is going to eat it at least you're going to like it right um when i when i make most of my stuff unfortunately i'm not thinking about you know, what my girls would, would necessarily want because sure. maybe they, well, I know they have different tastes than I do, but obviously I don't want it to turn them off, but, right. um, again, well, but
0: if you're, if the girl said, dad, this is way too salty. Next time you make it, you'll use less salt. Right. You? And, and.